one. Okay, traders, investors, a little bit of a sell-off yesterday on some hot jobs data. Will that continue? We'll find out first at 8.15 what Blue Putnam has to say about the inflation data. We got some Alzheimer drug news. We only got one earnings report. It's Friday. It's pre-market prep. Let's get going. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, team, I'm coming in here. Let's take a look at the charts today. Sorry we don't have the classic Joel charts today, but we'll take a look at the SPY here. Uh, SPY kind of coming down a little bit since the close. We'll see if we get a little bit of a pop yesterday. Definitely saw a little bit of a decline. We'll look to see, of course, on oil, if oil can continue a little bit of a decline. Oil stocks going down, but of course, uh, WTI kind of up there by 72 yesterday. We'll see if it gets back above that clear 72 spot that we've seen some resistance act there. GLD back up. Will gold get a little bit of a lift today? So we can take a look at maybe if gold and silver can push up a little bit higher. Bitcoin, of course, uh, we'll see if that can continue. Um, it has been pulling back. I'm taking a look at Bitcoin, uh, Mara stocks, stocks like that have continued to climb. Can they go higher? We'll find out. Let's go ahead. Let's bring on Dennis Dick here. We got, of course, Joel Alconin. He's on the road. So you guys see it's not the classic setup there, but he's here with us. So smash the like. How are we doing, guys? Not too bad. What's going on, Money Match? What's going on is uh, yesterday a, a little bit of a pullback in the market, um, but towards the end, we just went right back up. By the dippers coming back into this market. What did you see in the, in the aftermarket? Again, predictable that on tech stocks, there's just this relentless buy the dip mode. But on other stocks, it's not as pretty. I mean, that IWM was a serious sell off yesterday. And yes, we did bounce, but it's still within a range. We've been in this range for the last month. It's 187 down to 180. We got close to it yesterday, 180.72. So you got towards the bottom of the range and you found some buyers there. But it is concerning still. That value can't seem to hold and can't seem to get going. So we're still being driven by those tech stocks. That's what's holding us up here. We need value to eventually participate for this market to continue its leg higher. Joel, are you with us? He's, I'm uh, he's with remote. You. I'm with you. I'm let's, he's uh, with let, us. Not letting you guys steal the show. Uh, the uh, What I talked about yesterday and a few days ago is we know where the resistance is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we pounded up against 4,500. Uh, and the S&Ps two, three, four times. We weren't really clear where support was, came down hard yesterday, found some support. So I, I feel you got a good, even though it's only one daily low from yesterday's low, I think that's where the bulls have to, you know, draw the line in the sand. And, you know, if this is a, if another major leg higher here, you know, we got a clear, you know, triple top, quad top top to clear so it's a setup it's a wide range in between it i'm looking at the close in the s and p's 
you know, that's been holding uh, as resistance in the pre-market. So a lot of things are going to change at 830. If you, you extrapolate from the numbers yesterday, it's going to be hot. Right. That's the problem. And that's yeah. why we were down yesterday. It wasn't even so much that the ADP was hot. It was the fact that we got the jobs number coming. And that's like, you know, a pretty good indicator on that. It could be hot as well. And we know they're looking at the jobs. So and not only the jobs, jobs right? Equaling, what's that meant, money match? And, and, and not only the jobs, but it did hike the CME Fed tool a little bit higher towards that hike in the in the rates right that, and rates... that's what's gonna happen i mean it's you know with the if the jobs are hot that means the fed's not gonna cool off anytime soon and that's what the market wants the market wants the fed to cool you know the tlt is telling us that the fed is not cooling anytime soon now below a hundred dollars we were concerned about that eventually there's going to be some talk about here two-year treasury all that's on cnbc right now two years at a new 16-year high at 4.9 percent so i mean there is you know, competition for stocks here, but it's not only that, it's, you know, every company that borrows is paying a little bit more money. Every company, you know, every, you know, person that borrows has a little bit less money to spend. Interest rates are the one thing that eventually you think is going to hit this economy. Um, but, you know, we know in Canada, the way they've got around it, you know, especially with the banks and the houses, you know, I was tweeting out an article yesterday that we're seeing 70, 80, 90 year amortizations now in Canada. So, I mean, just insanity. You know, because they've got these products that are created just to uh, keep your payment the same. So as interest rates go up, it just extends out your amortization because you're paying more interest now than your principal. So, I mean, some people in, in the cases aren't going to live 90 years. So you get your house at 20. You're never going to pay your house off if interest rates stay at this rate. Interest rates will eventually go down, but they're going to go down. When we start to see this economy cool. Well, the other big factor of inflation has been wages, right? If you got more people working, more people wanting higher wages, that's upward you know, uh, pressure on the inflation data. And then the other uh, area of the economy that we wanted to see slow down, you know, was the housing. That hasn't slowed down. We do see some of the commodity prices moving up here. So, you know, the, the, the pause or the pause, pause, um, you know, cut. I mean, I just think those scenarios are off the table or not off the table, but they're farther away. But what we're going to do, let's cover a few stocks because yeah. our man, yeah. Blue, Blue Putnam, the chief economist at the CME will be joining us here in just about five minutes. And there's no better person to talk to about inflation than Blue. So take it away, Mitch. All right, so uh, let's go to, of course, what at least was the talk of the town yesterday. It was all about, of course, Thread. And we'll talk a little bit about the competition now that has really gotten to another level. Let's just be honest. Elon Musk versus Zuckerberg. Who's going to win here? Elon Musk attorney Alex Spiro writing a letter to Meta on Wednesday accusing the company of willful misappropriations of trade secrets. Will this actually kind of help Meta? A little part of me thinks by Elon's attorney actually doing that made everybody see like, hey, maybe this thread thing is actually going to be something here to stay. I mean, he's scared. And this is a desperation move. Like right off the bat, two days in, you know, obviously knew it was coming. The lawyers were prepared and now they throw it out there. I mean, this is desperation by Musk. And you know what? You go on this threads and I did. 
I had to open an Instagram account to open a Threads account because I never had an Instagram account, but I am on Threads. It is true. I'm right there. <laughs> if you want to show my handle here, I just tweeted it out there. I'm Triple D Trader, T R I P L E D Trader, T R A D R. With you the gotta have your link. You I couldn't have your get link the Triple ready. D Trader. Somebody already had it. So I had yeah, to add the tripled. DDD afterwards. <laughs> tripled D show it on, Yeah, show it on the screen there, Mitch. Just my I got you. Just give show me it. one second. You'll I got show you. It up I'll pull there. it up But here. I, I broke down. I joined threads. I was using it a little bit last night just looking at it. This looks identical to Twitter, Joel. I mean, everything about it I just know. seems identical. Likes, you know, <laughs> the whole setup at the bottom when I look at it. You know, your profile. I mean, this is just classic zuckerberg copycat stuff going on here it is literally identical there you don't, you so. don't like uh a, there it is look, look he's got D me on trader. there there i am <laughs> triple d trader ddd look at my profile pic i took it last night right here i went like this just sitting back and i went like this haven't shaved or nothing nice, I, was like, nice I, I probably nice. well i was trying to get the pre-market prep in the background so all i can I say it was a, a good after hour if session you zoom in there because... you can see the premarketprep.com i did that for you joel <laughs> That, that, I went off center just for you. Okay. Okay. But anyways, it's identical to Twitter. Man. Right. I'm not. I, <laughs> I'm will not, Meta not. run today off of that though? I, I'm starting to think yesterday was kind of yesterday, you know, the classic sell the news event. And, and they got, you know, I shorted and I shorted a little bit and, and I, I was able to make some money yesterday on Meta, but now I'm actually a, a little bit more flipped and I'm thinking maybe even along here today, as long as, as long as we can get a tech rally, right? A nice little push. Yeah, it's all about the jobs number. But I just, uh, I'm just looking. I didn't get to see all the price action in uh, in Meta yesterday, and I'm just looking at it now because remember we talked about that psychological uh, 300, you know, yeah. level, and it did trade there. I believe it was yesterday in the pre-market. Uh, but right now, you got another good setup at 298.12. If you're really looking for more on the upside, another test of 300, you got an exact double top there, 298.12. And then uh, yesterday, uh, you posted the new uh, closing high for the move at 94.37. So we're currently, you know, you know, if soft jobs number, they still try and rally. Uh, my focus would be 294.37. And then I want to give you a downside number. We had that quad top at uh, 289 and a half. And we blasted through that on Monday. Or no, excuse me, on Wednesday, you blasted through that. Couldn't quite get it back down to that area. So 290 major support and then yeah. double top. Let's see which way it goes. 298.12. Uh, and it I was down it. after hours last night. And I think the lawsuit was spooking a few traders there, but I don't think this is a big deal. I don't think one Zuckerberg is going to care. I think two. No. Um, you know, I don't know if he's got a case or not. I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know, I watched that, you know, movie on Facebook. What was it called? Um, the movie, you know, the social network, social network. And, you know, it sounds if there's any truth to it, he pretty much ripped off that idea from those uh, Winkle <laughs> boss twins. So, I mean, but, but Zuck has ripped off stuff before. This looks completely like Twitter. It looks like he's like <laughs> completely ripping off Twitter. That's just my opinion. But to me, it looks identical. So am I leaving Twitter? No, I'm on Twitter. I just joined threads just to see what it was all what about. What would your but... trolls do if you left? Dennis? I'm not, no, yeah, no, I have too many loving trolls and haters on Twitter to leave you guys. Love the haters. 
I'm staying on Twitter. The truth is there's room for both. Let's keep going. Let's do a little quick one here. I think um, we won't have too much talk on it. But Biogen, of course, is getting a little bit of a move after shares resume trading uh, following after hours. It looks like we got a new FDA approval of an Alzheimer's drug that's coming out of a Japanese drug maker, Alsai. And so what will this do for Biogen, guys? Um, nothing, obviously, because it's already <laughs> priced in. I'm long Biogen in the long-term portfolio, basically been long it. It was one of my first stocks I ever bought back in like 2002. I've been long in like 20 years. Um, man, you'd think it'd get more of a pop than this. It really got nothing. It got up to 292, 293. I think, you know, it was all priced in. It was expected, you know, to a certain extent here because we've talked about this approval for a long, long time. They had been leaning towards approval. We had had you know, the committee and whatever, you know, talking about recommending approval. I think we kind of knew it was going this way. And I think the market knew it too. And that's why the muted response here. So those who were hoping for a 50 or 100 point pop on this are very much disappointed. I thought it could get to 300 on it. I'm pretty disappointed too as a shareholder that it got absolutely no pop on it. But I, I think it's just all priced in. Yeah. And they halted it too, right? I saw yeah, it was halted yeah. last night. So, And IBB was trading up on it last night too. Mm. So they were expecting Biogen to pop because IBB, if you bring that up, because it was still yeah, trading, trade right up there. a block. So they were it. expecting Biogen to trade up like 20, 30 points on the IBB action because it's only, I think it's like 7 or 8% maybe in the IBB. I go grab that percentage right now. Uh, but, you know, risk herbs were like, well, we can't do the Biogen. We'll buy the IBB off of it. Let's see how much Biogen is in IBB grabbing it right now percentage wise oh it's less than that man those risk herbs were really getting excited last night it is only three percent and they were only three percent last night that's insanity give me that money that i'll night. take it all right you should have been well, selling that last night i mean so it's back real, down uh, for you Biogen traders, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it was quite ahead of it. And, it, you know, you did get that pop, the 293, Triple D. I mean, I look at that that spike that you had back in uh, early uh, two, 2021 when that thing went to 460. Man, oh, man. I, that, it's done that a couple times. I just don't know if you're going to get a shot at that again until they uh, get the full approval. And they, they, I, I was like, one of those times I thought, man, Dennis is out there and you weren't on that one. But you get, maybe get an opportunity. Uh, shorter term. I'm like married to this stock. I've never. You are. I, I, you I are. wonder when. I wonder when I did actually buy it. Married, I know my married, average cost man. is in Don't, the 40s. Man. We never marry stocks, man. We like know the that. Don't go on. back far enough to see. If not, I'm pretty sure it was like mid 2000s. I bought that not, in Genentech, and it was back when I was in like the bright office at the Wyatt Building with you. And I bought like it was two of the first stocks I wanted to get in some biotech. I know about that and Genentech. You know I complained about the Genentech the other day. We got blue, Dennis. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, let's go. Blue. No, yeah. no Genentech. Let's get to it, guys. Of course, we got our guests. Smash the like. Hey, Blue. How you doing? Oh, good morning. Doing well. Blue Putnam, Chief Economist over at the CME Group, joining us on the perfect day. Blue, you know, where do we start here? I mean, we've known your position. It takes a while for inflation to come down. It's come down. It still thinks like things are hot under the hood with the the jobs data and the the PCE. Where are you at on things? 
Well, the jobs data is, is definitely robust. I mean, you didn't need to know the ADP number. We've we've been doing good on job openings. They're elevated. They're off their peaks, but they're still pretty high. People are still quitting jobs voluntarily. They don't do that when there's a problem. Uh, so, you know, we know the jobs data is good. We don't know what the number will be. The ADP, if you could tell me the ADP number every month ahead of it, I'd never get the, the Labor Department's number right. <laughs> uh, you know, it, but, it, you know, it certainly supports the case that we're going to have a, a strong number. And, you know, we, we've expected some good numbers uh, on the job side uh, because of just all the underlying coming out of the pandemic. The industries that really got hurt, travel, hospitality, things like that, they're still hiring. Uh, and they're a lot bigger industries than the ones that are laying off. I mean, Wall Street and social media, they get headlines, but they're not big, you know, in terms of total number of people. It's not, you know, it's not huge. So, uh, yeah, we're we're looking at the kind of a jobs data that's going to support, uh, you know, what the market's telling us about rates. Blue, let's just play scenario analysis because in 11 minutes we will get that jobs data. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, it comes in hot here. Does it change anything for the Fed? Do they get more aggressive here if it comes in hot? Or are they just, you know, they're already kind of are aggressive and they just stay the course? What's the Fed speak after a hot jobs number if that occurs? Well, I don't think much will change from Fed speak just because of the way Powell presented it uh, you know, after the last meeting and in his testimony before Congress, he's talked about, you know, the dot plots having two more rate increases over the course of the year. He made it very clear uh, that uh, May was not a pause. They just simply decided not to raise rates, you know, <laughs> but they could still do it in, you know, other months or June. So, you know, it, I don't think the Fed, Fed speak changes so much, but I do think the Fed has an interesting debate to handle because they've raised rates faster than any time since 1981 and nothing's happened. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they have to look at their models and understand, you know, why, why did we not understand that interest rates weren't as powerful as they used to be? They're going to have to come to grips with some of these, these big debates. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, their whole battle to inflation seems like it started well, but now starting to slow down and we're not seeing the numbers jump down like they were. And of course, it's going to be a battle. Now, one thing that I'm concerned about, of course, is banking concerns, right? We saw capital requirements could be changed. Um, what's going on in that banking situation, Blue? Should we be still worrying about maybe some regional banks still falling? No, you shouldn't be worried. Uh, oh, the, that's uh, good news. You know, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the, the stock market advice. You know, no, it's not. The regional bank stock indexes have come off their lows. Uh, there's an awful lot of private equity money looking at the private credit space to make up for what's going on. Uh, you know, we, we're over the hump on anything worried about the banking system, and, and the banking system is very well capitalized. There were a few banks that were got in trouble because they were not diversified or they took very large interest rates bets by choice and they didn't work out. And uh, those are just a, a few. So, I, you know, I think we're in very good shape on the banking system. We're in very good shape in the housing market. Boy, that's one of the more strange markets. But, you know, if you if you got a mortgage in the last decade, your mortgage is three percent. You're not giving that up to take a seven percent mortgage. No. 
So there's no supply of a, there's very little supply of existing homes, which means if you do want to buy a new home, if you're a new homeowner, a young person moving up, you got to go to the new construction market. And the new construction market, well, that's actually doing okay. Uh, home builders, things like that. Again, stock market's telling us they're fine. So the coming out of the pandemic, we have an unusual stock market for uh, for home builders because of the low rates for the last decade. We have an unusual job situation for hospitality because we're still coming out of the pandemic. And then, you know, you, know, you look at interest rates and how fast they got hiked and you say, well, we still should have had more of an effect. Well, you shouldn't, because guess what? In the last 15, 20 years, interest rate risk management has exploded. I mean, you may make a choice to take a bet on interest rates, but it's a choice now. It's not a business model. And financial institutions are not nearly as impacted by higher rates as they used to be. So the, the Fed simply doesn't have as much power as it used to have to fine tune the economy. That's, you know, just got to get get real about that. Blue, I'd like to look at uh, a couple things here in uh, the bond market. I mean, the bond market is telling us, you know, I'm looking at the 30-year futures and they're just telling me, you know, at least one hike, maybe two hikes, maybe three hikes. And the stock market continues to to ignore that. Um, Also, I thought it was a hawkish pause by him. And, uh, you know, everyone interpreted it different ways. So I don't know. Why don't people believe what Powell's saying and why don't they believe the bond market? Well, okay, let's start with the bond market. So the 10-year is at 4%. What's 4%? Well, 4% is a little bit above the real GDP rate. I mean, real GDP is probably only growing about 2%. So you're earning, you know, you're earning the real rate, and then you get a little bit of a premium there, or you take it from the inflation perspective. Long-run inflation expectations aren't 5 6%. They're somewhere around 3 so if you're getting a 4% uh, yield on the 10-year, you're getting paid now for taking some inflation risk. I don't see anything, you know, the market seems to have found a comfortable place there. Now, short term, the two-year, two-year is a little higher, you know, and then the one-year, that's uh, that's definitely telling us there's uh, two rate hikes coming. Uh, so, you know, you've got, so the, I think the market is listening to the Fed, but it's also the longer term you go out, you've got to say, well, where, where does inflation really land? If it lands at 3% and the economy is a 1% or 2% economy, how, how do you argue much with 4% 10-year? I don't, anyway, I'm just, it's going to be volatile, but we found a comfort zone. So more of staying in the zone, and that's one thing I've been saying is, you know, 4%, 5% that people can get on, uh, you know, fixed M and CD rates or whatever. Why is that Why is that bad for the economy? And everyone said everyone looking for super higher rates or the pause and the cut. I mean, wouldn't it be better off for the economy if we could just be at one stable level for an extended period of time? Yeah, I think when we do our backward-looking research with our 2020 hindsight, you know, we're going to really realize that the 2010 to 2020 period of zero rates and QE actually did some damage. It wasn't free, and it really didn't grow the economy any faster. It It didn't grow inflation any faster, but it did grow the stock market, and it grew bonds, and so it created, uh, and it grew housing. Uh, So it created some asset price uh, 
increases that maybe it shouldn't have. And, and it hurt retirees. It hurt people that depend on incomes. It hurt money market funds. It hurt some parts of the economy. And so I think when we look back on that period, you know, we're, we're going to want more of a balance between uh, where the Fed chooses to put interest rates and where, you know, our inflation is. I don't think we're going to go back to 2% inflation, but that's because I think that was somewhat of an accident, not an accident, but, you know, globalization helped kept prices down and we're kind of reversing there and technology, you know, you guys talk about social media, but what really happened in technology in the 90s, 2000s was we learned to comparison shop and uh, that kept prices down. Now, AI and chat GPT and things like that, that's, those are labor saving technologies. They're not going to help depress prices. Uh, they might help profit margins stay up, things like that. And so you can see the stock market liked it. And then demographics, you know, in the 90s, early 2000s, the boomers were in their peaks. Now they're retiring. Uh, so we got demographic headwinds. So, I, you know, I don't think we go back to 2% inflation. I think we go back to more like three. And the, the Fed can get us to 2%, but only by causing a deep recession. And then after it's over, it'll just come back to three. So I, I don't know. We're going to have a very interesting debate about what the long run inflation rate looks like. Hey, hey Blue, do you uh, do you want to stick around for the number? Sure. Chief economist on through this number. Yeah, this is, this it, it might help here. us. It might help us. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, hey, wait, Blue, Blue, I'm not, I'm not paying you any more money. Okay. <laughs> you know, don't get, you he know, working overtime here, yeah, Joel. Like, don't get that invoice out of the out of the Come mailbox. Come on, man. He, he, he don't get that nice jacket for no reason, Joel. Come on. Uh, and where was the blue intro? Um, where was the... dropped the ball on the blue intro? Uh, I, I was trying to do intro? the quick one. I was that that one's oh, too that was man. too long. I wanted to hear the opinions, you know. Okay, the good well, stuff, blue, the gold. you know, you know, this is when we uh lose, uh, we'll lose Dennis here in a minute because he's gonna he's I gonna go be back making, and trade making a market. Uh, so, don't, so Mitch, don't get run over. Here's the but I'm listening to blue, I'm not gonna stop listening <laughs> to blue. <laughs> All right, I'm only gonna. You're going to have to tell me what the number is. You know, I'm not on yeah. my computer to pull up oh, everything. You're good. You're good. We'll, we'll oh, you you're going to get excited. We'll you're going to love this, Blue. All right. <laughs> Consensus right now for non-farm payrolls is 225,000 prior 339,000, of course. Um, one thing that's going to be on my eyes is the unemployment rate also, right? Uh, 3.7 prior consensus 3.6. One question that I even wanted to kick it to Blue. Will we ever see a 4% show up here? Like I think Jerome Powell has said multiple times that we might see that spike to 4%. Do you think that that ever happens this year? Unemployment to four, Blue? This year? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. In the next okay. couple of years, possibly. But uh, okay. we're, we're, we're still coming out of the pandemic. We're still we're not out of this thing yet. So we're, we're yeah. still adding jobs in some key sectors. All right. Something definitely to look out for. We'll see when it hits the tape here. I'm also going to pull this to the right here and pull my charts up so that we can actually see the price action here. Yep. Because normally we see it through Joel's charts, but I got you guys. I'm even going to put up the fabulous one minute chart here. Yeah, on the spot. yeah. I got so it up. I got my action. one minute up here too. Just let me give you, we never go to one minute blue, but we're going to do it here. Quick technical setup. Um, <laughs> big number here, this 4448. Ooh, all right, we're coming in here. The algo jumpers are leading bullish. We're not getting the, the for 13 seconds here. We're making a new high. The official <laughs> Man, number. Those jumpers. 
Yep, the <laughs> algo jumpers are out there and they're getting the market green right now as All we right. speak. Non-farm payrolls coming in for June, 209,000 versus 225,000 estimate prior 306,000. So under the estimate here at 209,000 versus 225,000. So not not too bad there, about uh, 16,000 off the estimate and a little bit under that outlook. Unemployment rate coming in at 3.6 versus the 3.6 estimate. So not moving a hair off of that estimate and dropping a 0.1 from the prior reading of 3.7. All right. Those are the numbers. What do you think, Blue? Pretty much in line there. Well, they're in line with a lot of things, but they're not in line with ADP. Uh, That is true. uh, Like I was saying earlier in the show, you can tell me that number and it won't help me. In fact, it might hurt me. Uh, but you know, these numbers are pretty much on trend. And, uh, so they don't give us a lot of new information, but if you were scared yesterday, you're not as scared today. Um, but I don't think it changes the feds behavior at all. Uh, you know, they were poised. I mean, Powell is much signal that they were thinking about these rate hikes. Uh, the, the robustness of the job market will support that those people on the FOMC. But then they got to start thinking about what we were talking about earlier is maybe the job market should be pretty strong here because we, we haven't come out of the pandemic fully. And we've got a housing market that's, you know, very different than in the past. So a lot of good reasons why this economy is still hanging in there. Okay. All All right. right. I'll wrap up the price action. We got a little bit of a pop here. We made a new pre-market high. Feel like you still got a little bit of, you know, little selling pressure. Uh, Blue, real quick, uh, inflation numbers coming up a little bit later in the month. We hope to dial you up for that. Um, Any expectations for that? Yeah, let me uh, let me do a quick warning on those inflation numbers. Uh, (laughs) The headline number is a year over year number. So it what happened back in June 22 is equally important as to what happens in June 2023. Now, markets don't think that way. I mean, people like me and you guys, the more recent data is way more important. But the headline number is going to go down just because we know June 2022 had a 1% increase. So we know that. So we're going to get down into the threes based on what we know about last year, nothing about what I know about this year. And uh, after that, however, the August data release. That'll be the data for July released in mid-August. That headline CPI is going to bounce up a little bit. Again, that's a view based only on what happened in June, July, and August of 2022, because that was that was the peak. June 2022 was the peak of the inflation. So we're just changing our year-on-year comparisons. And uh, so I, my warning is don't get whipside by a low number in July and then a high number in August. It's all noise from a year ago. All right. A word of caution from Blue Putnam. And he is the chief economist over at the CME Group, keeping an eye on inflation for us over the past year and a half better than just about anybody else, Blue. Uh, we'll be dialing you up real soon. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Blue. All right, let's get back to the market. Let's take a look here. Dennis, not much action, but a little pop there. A little pop. It was not hot. So I think the market applauding that and the nervousness yesterday to Blue's point. You know, they're going to be, if you were nervous yesterday, you're going to be a little less nervous here today because that ADP number was hot. This was not. This was soft. So that's good news. If you're thinking the Fed's watching this jobs very closely, you're starting to think like, hmm. 
well, this is, you know, a little bit more of the, you know, like to, to put them to like the one and done camp. Yep. And I don't know if I'm in that camp or not, but that camp will reopen here today, the one and done. Does this push the tech trade a little higher now? As, as Definitely. Get... And this is what we're seeing in the price action here is tech is taking off here. So yeah, tech was down here ahead of the number. That has clearly reversed QQQ leading the way here. Um, Nvidia. You look across the board. Meta up $2.81. Nvidia you're showing right now is up $4. Um, across the board here. Pop. Netflix up to Microsoft Apple. up a buck and a half. Tesla, which was red by a buck, is now green by two bucks. You're seeing money come to tech. ARKK, always a proxy for growth. The zombie, they like that, you know, with the possibility mm -hmm. that interest rates might slow down um, or the, the Fed might slow down a little bit on their, you know, obviously their outlook here. 1% up on ARKK. So big price moves here in technology. Interesting too, uh, what what Blue is saying, you know, regarding the numbers moving forward, the actual inflation numbers, and where the you know where the Fed is kind of leaving us hanging here a little bit is coinciding with those numbers coming out in July and coming out in August. Mm -hmm. So you know the Fed's well aware that the comparisons are going to get you know a lot harder. But the other thing was uh, what he was saying was about you know the ADP number. If you're out there slamming bids on the ADP number, you know instead of having bids out there, um, you know. It's, yeah. uh, are you lifting number? offers on this jobs number? You were slamming bed on the ADP. No, Dennis, there was no flinch to the downside. The elbow no jump, flinch. Yeah, they, they, the like elbow they jumpers, it. they yeah. had it green. They had it up four or five points. Uh, in, in a millisecond. That ADP as soon as that number, number came in light. <laughs> so, so, so does this mean we just get back all the losses from yesterday, or is the market still spooked? You know, because it was definitely the ADP yeah. and obviously, you know, the, you know, just talking with the, the interest from yesterday, rates. Definitely, yeah, that, that hit the market yesterday. Mm -hmm. Do we get those losses back here today? I'm not so certain. I think you still have a few people in the camp that, you know, profit taking, I'll get this little pop here. Maybe I, you know, sell off. And then there's the other narrative here too. I mean, you can always find the silver lining if you're a bear here as well and say, hey, jobs you know not doing as great here maybe just maybe this economy is starting to slow down so yeah, the unemployment rate for. staying though the unemployment st staying at the same uh percentage if anything going down a point one would i think knock that out and so it just shows how resilient our economy is i think if anything right and so to me this still leaves room for the two basis uh the two more interest rates right 50 basis points more to go to uh 25 basis points probably in the next meeting and then maybe who knows what happens there but i think that at 91 percent chance uh it was this morning we'll see if that changes gets back into the 80s so that's one thing that i'll be looking for on the cme fed tool but like, let's say pullbacks on stocks that like come back on the hourlies, they just keep getting bought up. Like the Apple was pulling back yesterday and it just had that nice support around 189.50s, came right back up. It just seems like these stocks don't want to stop. So even stocks like uh, NVIDIA, right? Really weak yesterday. Well, look, it's right back to 424. I don't want to get in front of these trains and you got to be careful when you're getting these downside actions. They're not continuing. They, they come down really quickly, but then just come right back up. I think I think the most interesting, uh, you know, technical take since the, you know, the expiration and time will only tell the, you know, the real answer. 
But, you know, that expiration high, we got really close to 4,500, right? We were ready yeah. to break out. And then they took it down. We drifted down. We drifted down, you know, under 4,400. We took it to 4,370. Well, we went up there again, right, at the end of last week and earlier this week. <laughs> we didn't come anywhere near last week's low at all. The low for the week stands at 1950. So after that first, you know, pretty good decline off the expiration high, this pullback was much more shallow. And you, we always talk about, you know, building momentum, mm -hmm. getting through a big area. Well, you know, if you attack on 15, 20 handles today, you know, you get a new closing high for the move. Then, you know, you only need to move 20 handles to bust through the paper. But, uh, you know, it still feels like a lot of people like are, like the market today is like, well, I didn't sell yesterday, but I'm getting a little bit of a pop here. Maybe I'll look to lighten there up. There could be today. some people who were spooked yesterday that would use this pop to sell. So I'm not in the camp that we get all the losses back from yesterday here. And I actually think you're maybe lightening up into it. And, you know, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news and, you know, bear, bear, bear on this show. I just mean we've had a lot. We've had a great well, run here. Great. It's been a great run for a lot of stocks here. I mean, a lot of zombies. We were talking yesterday on the show, Joel, you know, about a lot of stocks like, you know, your upstarts that have one <laughs> run. And these are companies that, you know, have been struggling for a long time. You know, from yeah. 15 to 36 in a month and a half, it's up 150%. I mean, these aren't your blue chip like, you know, mega caps that are just killing it. Even ARKK, which holds a bunch of junk, um, has had a really good run, which we called on this show. But that candle yesterday makes me nervous. And you get a little pop back, a check back here today. Maybe you're selling this thing in the high 43s and just saying, thank you very much. It's been a good run. But I'm going to sit on the sidelines until I get more information. And it's okay to sit on the sidelines. I mean, that's the one thing. In a 0% environment, it really sucks sitting on the sidelines. But in a 5% environment, it doesn't hurt as bad sitting on the sidelines. It doesn't hurt as much. I think Kathy has a pair of highs to keep an eye on at the same area. I just want to uh, – looks like from the last two sessions that uh, – no, not the last – the two prior sessions – top it out into 44 handles. So got a good number. A lot of times uh, she makes the turns off those double tops and triple tops. So that's what you got. You got bogeys. You got uh, for the stocks that you're trading. We just slipped red here, uh, yeah. Dennis. Yeah, yeah, you just slipped red. Yeah. Um, I think for the, the bulls, the onus today is to close this green, to close this uh, over, you know, this 4450 area. And I think for the Bears, I mean, you got to you take out yesterday's low, and then you got people selling in the weakness. So I think I'll just say, you know, the Bulls and the Bears uh, got their work set up for them today. Yeah, I'll be watching the at least spy gap. Uh, there was a gap there, and maybe it holds around that level, um, a high there, four thirty-eight twenty-eight. I'm going to be looking for that to kind of hold in there. We'll see what happens on the spy. Let's get to some more stocks here. Uh, let's go to Levi as they reported their earnings. Let's take a look here. Um, that's coming really? down to thirteen dollars. Uh, EPS coming in at four cents beats the three cent estimate. Wow, so we're, that we're getting head hurt hard now. What's right going now. On? Sorry, Mitch. We're, no, you're this, good. Let's this, take a look. This back to the S and P's here because yeah, we dropped another five handles when you were speaking for like ten seconds. There, <laughs> there I mean, this go. is good that, trading sorry, action here right now. So <laughs> fake out. It appears, you know, and again, tech holding up. QQQ is trying to hold up, but I tell you what's rolling over is the IWM is getting slammed right now. So they're hitting the value stocks. Yeah, there you they're go. They're hitting. 
you know, you try to make sense of it all. And like I said, there could be, you know, a few people saying, hey, well, jobs starting to slow. Maybe this economy starting to slow. And that's not good news. So you can take the bull and bear thesis from any number here. You can find the silver lining if you're on either side here. It's somewhat concerning the price action from yesterday. And now yeah. this is really concerning because this was a good number if you thought the Fed might slow down. And now you're immediately giving it all back. The gain's only being held for 10 minutes here. Very concerning. Like you said, like sell it in the strength. Like you had that opportunity when we were close to 4,500. And then yesterday was a day where people were, they were really selling real out. Whew, boy, here we go. We're going to take out the pre-market low here in a second. The pre-market low is coming in at 3450. Uh, we're That's going down faster pricing. than the queues here. That's for sure. Um, is there anything gonna... going on? Is there any other news? Is this all of a sudden people listening to uh, pre-market prep and saying? Yeah, they're that, nervous. You know, they're look at this. Nervous purpose. I just wonder if anything else came out. No, this is just chop. Oh, so what you've it. got here, and I can tell you about this price action, is you had a lot of algos saying, oh, my gosh green light go the jobs number is light you had probably some people doing the same thing and now mm -hmm. those traders are all caught those traders who just bought in the last 10 minutes are all caught and we warned about this yep. when we were Hold green we we're bag. like this could be one of those joe's just saying it could be one of those profit taking types of deal now they're caught and people are like wow i did not see this coming the jobs number is light what do you mean the feds <laughs> is going to cool them off and now the question like well the market will come back the market will come back Bears just gained some control here, folks. Bears CME, gained some control. CME Fed tool jumping to 92.4 from 91.8. Not the biggest jump right there, but also just showing more and more um, 25 basis points in July's meeting, right? That's going to be the 26th of July. Um, we're not too far from that, right? I mean, 20 days out, a little lower than that, 19 days out. Um, we'll see what happens. Spy Mitch, definitely pull up the TLT. Action. Let's go to I the mean, TLT. But yeah, pull up the TLT. I mean, you know, Dennis. I'm a 99, that, rejecting yeah, the 100 I, move. Yeah. I mean, this thing is back, almost back to its 22 lows. Um, I don't it's know. not looking it, good. Not looking good. It looks good. like the market is starting to listen to the bond market a little bit here. Below 100. We warned about that too here. So, And, and what has changed though? Like if you guys think that, yeah, maybe the markets are coming back down. Is it just, do you guys think this is just a pullback? Or do you think that there's something that's actually like changed in the narrative? Like, is this AI coming to an end? No, right? I mean, uh, is this I think just we, a, a I think we're pullback? at a pullback here. I think there's so many uncertainties, though. With like the whole yeah, thing, AI. To... So, so let's just give a perspective. The whole entire <laughs> rally was driven by this AI talk. This yeah. was driving not only those seven stocks. It started driving the overall market. People talking AI is going to make everything more efficient. We're going up. But, you know, there's always been the case. Stocks are not historically cheap here right now. Interest yeah. rates are historically high here right now. And eventually that could end up showing up in the economy. So maybe today people are like, maybe this is actually showing up in the economy. Maybe it is going to start to slow. Maybe if jobs are starting to slow, maybe this is a sign that we could go into a recession. That's the bear narrative here. I think you're still in a battle. I still think overall, you know, you're still in an uptake. But I'm just saying the bears have a case here now. So, and if you're sitting on a lot of profits, why wait around to find out? Why not book some of those profits? It may not be a bad idea. 
you got a great area. I mean, you got a, you know, even up here, like you're, what, what do you, you're split 4490, right? 4480, 4470. Here, you know, you are still so close to the, you know, to the recent highs of the move and still, you know, close to the uh, closing high of the move. I'd keep an eye on those levels. Uh, you know, if you're looking to lighten up today, see how far away you are from that. Uh, but uh, right now it's seen red, uh, <laughs> You know, the green to reds happen pretty quickly. Pre-market low, 34 and a quarter. I don't see anything underneath that until we get to yesterday's low at 1950. And after that, you know, who knows, 4,400. Yeah, the reason I just bring that up is that, uh, you know, I've been thinking about it, right? What what turns around this AI bubble? Is it, you know, concerns on valuations? I don't see that as the turning point right now. And uh, I mean, of course, everyone's calling out the valuations like NVIDIA that's, you know, ripping through the moon. But the truth is, I don't think that that's what's turning around this this party. So it could just be a little bit of a pullback. We'll see what happens. I mean, weekly numbers seem to be holding, right? And I think that that's a good outlook there. Joel's talking about it. This is the pullback on the weekly. Is that really massive? I mean, not really. So we'll see what happens there if we get a deeper pullback. Uh, let's go to what turns Ali around this party will be a change of trend. And that is what the bears have not had. They've never got this downtrend cooking in the queues of the spy. This has never been broken. It's still not broken here right now. Yeah, I would argue if you bring up the spy, probably below 430, you start to look like, oh, you could be breaking trend. So you still even have some room where yeah. the bulls are in control. The queues are probably breaking trend. It's somewhat concerning, Joel. You're probably going to say this too on the queues that we did not make a new high on the move. It's somewhat concerning. There's a case for a double top here. There's a case that we topped out back on the, the 16th, a 372.85, and then 372. So there's a case on the queues. I think the S&Ps may have just ticked. No, they kind of did too. They did Same too, thing. exactly. Yeah, there, there's the case for a double top here right now. And me and Joel mm -hmm. have used that technical analysis and focused. On, that's one of our main things is double tops, double bottoms. You know, we've used this in our trading, and when we call it double top off, and we get two consecutive days. But what we're talking about a double top is not even not even consecutive days, which we had. We actually have a coinciding from two weeks ago as well. So there's some concerning stuff. Couple that with the fact the stocks aren't cheap. Couple that with there's a lot of people sitting on a lot of gains from this year. Couple that could equal a correction. <laughs> Well, and when does that coincide? I mean, uh, coincide with that exact day that you're mentioning, uh, the 16th, is when you had the quad witch. And we talked about how on that, you know, the expirations, you know, a lot of times it could single turning points in the market, either a strong continuous continuation of the trend or a reversal. That day it got to 93.75. Now, last, I believe last Friday, I can't remember what the catalyst was, is, uh, we popped up to 44.98, so he exceeded that little bit. The following day, 44.94. The following day, 44.93.75. So if you want to throw a quad top scenario, that, that's in there as well. Yeah, I think we just got to continue to watch this kind of bottoming support line on the daily. That's what I would look at, at least as a technical analyst there. It's all um, about yesterday's low. I'm going to, I'm going to, I agree. I'm yeah, going to watch I'm that gonna, level, you know, right? If the bulls, because I'm not going to worry about uh, last week's low. If the, you know, if they make a higher low than yesterday, you defend yep. yesterday's low, mm -hmm. maybe flat on the session. Then you got it. I, bulls, that's your low for the week. That's your weekly number. That's, you know, that's, what the bulls have to do. I defend yesterday's low.
And we're not saying so. And Joel's making a good point. The chats. As soon as I even give a hint of bearishness, that the defense comes out. You know, along and they're mad. Don't the be so bearish. Out. You're giving scenario analysis on this show. I'm still kind of neutral. <laughs> you know, I'm half cash, exactly. half stocks, trading neutral because it's a tough market to call. This yeah, has been a tough be market to call for a long, long time. I've been trading market neutral and trading portfolio neutral, and my portfolio neutral in my book is half stocks and half cash. I've been trading this and holding this for a long time. So definitely didn't participate as much in the bull run as some people did. Definitely didn't get hit as much in the sell-off from 2022 as some people did. So I'm still sitting in the neutral camp because you know what? I don't have a crystal ball. and I think anybody who's saying this is going to happen or this is going to happen six months from now is just throwing darts at the wall. I don't think anybody really knows where we're going here. This is a very difficult market to call because the bull thesis is, you know, it's soft landing comes, inflation gets in check, you know, and just, you know, and everybody YOLOs just keeps going and it keeps going around. The bear thesis is stocks are overvalued and eventually this higher interest rates is going to come to roost. I don't know who wins. I really don't know. Right. Always two sides of the coin. So let's. I'm neutral. My official stance on the market. So bears, bulls, you can both hate me for this, is I'm neutral. That's bulls, my official stance. Bulls make money, bears make money, and pigs get slaughtered. That's Where did we hear that before? And, um, <laughs> and, and, and the, the, the truth is definitely you don't want to be the piggy. Um, but so now we're coming that, back. We're bouncing back. We're so now, <laughs> exactly. So one thing that we can do here, right, is we can just have situational awareness here. So if the markets come up today, right, the cues start ripping back to the upside, what type of stocks would you be looking at? And if the spy and the cues come down today, will we see some a little bit shifting into maybe some value? Is that what we should be looking for? What did you guys see yesterday when we were getting that drop, right? We saw what? Those growth names going down really quickly. Dennis and I were talking about that towards the close, you know, like uh, Affirm, Upstar, Carvana, things like that. We'll see if those can keep coming down. But is it a rotation to some of the value names? Because I didn't see that yesterday. Defensive names were like kind of still down even when the market was coming down. So what do you guys think about that? If we do get this downside action towards yesterday's low? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. Joel, take it. No, no, I, um, I'm just looking like unchanged in stocks. I mean, as far as, you know, calling them out individually, tech to value, I think, you know, the stock, what we're looking at is, you know, holding the previous, we're away from the previous day's low. It's, if these stocks stay green, you know, if Amazon, you know, dips down to the close mm-hmm. and catches a bit of the close, you gotta, you gotta respect that, you know, Google right around the close too. Uh, previous days highs, you know, got to be respected as well. I don't, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a huge underneath demand right now. If we have a, you know, if, if we take out yesterday's low, I just see more overhead supply. I'd be more likely to tell people where, if you're looking to exit today, where to exit. Uh, there's nothing like we're, where we're elevated levels. I'm not saying, oh, if if UNH drops another eight bucks or something like that, or if ExxonMobil goes to 100. I, I don't think it's that that kind of, that, that market was yesterday. That yesterday when, you know, things got, you know, 50 handles straight down. So that's what that's the way I'm approaching. I, I think you're entering a contrarian market environment here again, and that is fading moves. And we just saw it, you know, 
basically in the last 20 minutes. You know, they ripped it 10 points higher, then they dropped it 20 points. Now they just bought it back 10. You're chasing moves in this environment. You're probably going to lose money. So, I mean, you got to let the prices come to you. You can't panic in this market. I think we could be in a market where we just get a lot of chop going forward. We, We don't have any earnings for another week. Really, you know, Delta's on Thursday next week, JP Morgan's Friday. Wow. Delta's going to be good. We all know Delta's going to be good. They've said they're going to be good. You know, they've, they've come out and raised guidance. You know, Delta's going to be good. JP Morgan, Citigroup coming Friday, the banks, what are they saying? That's going to be interesting here. So could we just get a lot of chop in the next three or four days? I think we could. Could volume come down? You're starting to get the dog days of summer. So you could actually see volumes come in here a little bit. I think there's a good argument that we just kind of chop around here for a bit and try to figure it out. Do we finally, you know, stabilize and find a point to go higher here? Maybe, but I don't think we're ripping Iota here, and I don't think consolidation. we're consolidation either. Consolidation. That's maybe what we need. Yeah, I mean, can't. Be yeah, I, I could see the sideways trend. Maybe just going even right back to four forty three, staying within this range. Right. Um, we could go sideways for a good while until we get some good earnings reports. The big boys, right? Once the big boys come through, I think that's when we'll know more of direction of where this market's going, right? And of course, we get like Microsoft, NVIDIA, those types of names. Those will tell us a lot about the AI bubble. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to Baba because it did have news today. I want to make sure that we get to it. Um, This is trading higher, of course. Uh, They launched a generative AI and then also trading higher on reports of China looking to end its regulatory overhaul on fintech affiliate Ant Group with a penalty of at least 8 billion yuan, uh, $1.1 billion by Friday. So will this actually start to turn around the story? In Alibaba, we've saw we thought the Alibaba story could turn around multiple times, and every time it starts to think you're going to turn around, it just sells off again. Yep. Stock from a valuation perspective is cheap. Let's go look, you know, in our trusty Benzinga Pro, and I mean, we can bring this up here. Maybe we're going to have to figure out how you can bring up the Pro to show people how we're doing this sometimes here, Mitch. But I just go into Alibaba, I go into my details in my Pro BABA, and you can just go grab. And I'm telling you, I just know from myself. Yeah, the forward PE on Alibaba is 9. 22 current, but they're projecting it out to be 9, the forward PE. <laughs> you can go through these China stocks, and you can find that it's these PEs, JD.com, forward PE is 12. For you know, there stock. is, these things are trading at, some of them are trading at half the market multiple. Why is that? Because they're worried about Taiwan. That's the only reason. If you take Taiwan out, we've said this before, throw away the geopolitical risk, I'd buy all these China stocks, but I can't throw away the geopolitical risk. So that's why I can't buy them. And that's what the market is saying here too. So, I mean, every time it pops up, you get bag holders selling and, you know, valuation can say, oh, it's going to come out of here eventually, but not if they go. And if there's an invasion of Taiwan ever, these stocks really get murdered. They could fall 50% in a day. So, I mean, that's the risk. So I think, you know, there's value here. But that unknown of the Taiwan situation just makes me too scared to buy them. Yeah, I look at monthlies. I say once it gets to 114, but by then it's already kind of a little bit more on an uptrend. That's when I can maybe take a look at it. Right now in this sideways action and every pop that gets sold into, I'll leave it alone. What do you think, Joel? Uh, I'm just looking at uh, where we're trading at, and uh, we're getting a nice pop and Baba up 289 and 86.70. I'm just trying to see uh, if you want a little more upside here. Uh, 87.62 is uh, is a high. I knew you would go daily. look at that. 
87, yeah, 87.62 would be the the next yeah. target um, on the upside. I mean, you've already, you know, a lot of this has been always factored in. But with the Baba, you know, you got to be in it, you know, like overnight you get the good news it works in your favor the bad news it works against you but potential target on the upside 8762 all right selling off here here. more shop we got back to green (laughs) shop is the word of the day word of the week i predict for next week chop 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 flavor we haven't seen that we've been in a momentum market here for a little bit so you've got to identify the type of market i think we're going to move from the momentum market into the chop market. That's mm-hmm. my prediction here. And look how long we were in the chop market before we, you know. Cons- a year, Joel. Really, <laughs> on the S&P. Like a two months solid. But I mean, really, like we chopped around for a long time from, you know, April of 2022 to April of 2023. We went nowhere. Yeah, we had a bear market in there. We had a bull market in there. But overall, we really went nowhere. And I mean, we're right back to where we were in April of 2022 again. Yeah, S&P, let's so. let's be honest. It looks exactly like this, right? Doesn't it look yeah. like this? Doesn't yeah. it look like this? And when was that? <laughs> it's April, April twenty fourth. Repeat, right there. Look, double topping action around the four sixteen. A wick there, coming back towards support. As long as that bottoming support trend line holds, that's what I'll be looking for. Similar action that happened there in the spy. What did it do? It came back, found that support line, came back towards the resistance. My- Got above it, came back, throw line, take take to the upside. That and looks so the, the same. same good, thing, good eye, Mitch. That's same the thing same I'll be thing. looking for. Pullbacks towards that supporting trend line, then another ride higher, then a little bit of a pullback, and then who knows? Maybe we can grind up to 450. As long as we don't get back towards like that 430 mark, and I think that's a good level to look for um, if you want to continue this trend higher. I think we'll you summarized it well, Mitch. Yeah. All right. Good, let's go good ahead. Let's analysis. That that CMT stuff's working. Yeah. Sometimes it does, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're gonna wrap it up. Thank you, Joel, for joining us on the road action. And uh, definitely, yeah. Joel, is there pre market prep plus today? No, no, there, no. There's not. I don't I don't quite have the bandwidth to do it here. So if you want me to stick around with with you for a few minutes, I can because there's some uh, pretty good price action. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you over right now. And in, in a second, we're going to go to live trading, but I'll, I'll start wrapping it up in a second here. Okay, um, I can get my numbers here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what do you see at least uh, on your ES outlook? Okay, unchanged is huge. I'm leaving. All right, later, Joel. You see Dennis, he's going to work, we're baby. That's why he's on the session here. So, <laughs> What did you say? Oh no, that Dennis left real quick. He said he, he needed to go trade. I know I know that reaction. He said, "Hold on, let's go let's go have some fun." <laughs> yeah, no, cuz there there's a good chop action. So, yeah, uh, getting back up green, which is also mid-range on the session. That's on us for the bulls here early and the bears are pressing. And uh, under that pre-market low, you got yesterday's low at 1950. Mm-hmm. After that, uh look out. Are you going to are you going to give me a different, are we going to stay on this stream or are you going to direct me to a different stream? If you want to come over, Joel, you can come over. I'll give you a link. I'll throw it up right there in our, in our, in our uh, Slack here for you to just okay. click on it. All right. So let's go okay. over guys, live trading. You guys might get a little bit of some Joel Conan on live trading. Come over team. Uh, we were going to talk about Costco. If you want to talk about Costco, Greg, just come over to live trading. 
we'll keep it going there. We still got some other headlines we can talk about. Uh, so come over to live trading. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere, team. We got a lot for you guys right here, of course, on Benzinga. And we got, of course, another all access at the end of that. Let's keep it going. Oh, actually, you know what, team? I, I, I completely, I, you, you know what's going on here? Is that I want to go trade and I realize what I really need to go do is we got a company-wide meeting, Joel. <laughs> so no live trading action. Let's just stay right here towards the bell. How about that? I'll give you guys a little bit of a bonus. Uh, no live trading. I'm not going to open that up because I'm going to get in trouble if I do. But uh, let's get to some just talk right here before the bell. I'll tell you guys a little bit about my swing trading action and, and some stocks that are moving around. Joel can tell you a little bit about what he sees in the market. So if you guys have stocks, throw it up in the chat right now. Hit the like button. Yeah, let's do some ticker let's, time, man. Exactly. That. That's what we're going to do here. So uh, first one I'll go to is like the oil outlook. Of course, I'm still in XOM. Um, full got in there at like the 108.50s added. I have 107.92, so I'm ways away from here. Looking to see if we can finally break this support line right underneath it. What are you seeing on the XOM chart? What should I be looking for yep, you, today? Mitch, this is this is one I like. If you really filed your plan here, uh, this 102 is shaken. Uh, you mm -hmm. can see 243, 220. 101.62 doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't really mean anything to me. So, um, yeah, a breach of 102. I mean, you know, don't freak out the first time when it goes to 101.80 and then bounces to 102.40, you know, something like that. Um, if you just not, don't want to touch it today, let's, I don't think you see right now the way the market's trading. I don't even see it getting back above unchanged at 102.92. All right, we'll see what happens there. Let's go to stocks from the chat. I wanted to grab them. Now they're all in there. Of course, we get Meta mentioned in the chat. This was one I was thinking about buying in the pre-market. I was going to buy it at like 291s this morning, uh, but then I remembered, oh, man, jobs data. I don't know if I want to buy it before then. It's coming back to that number now after a recent uh, pop in the pre-market to 295. What are you seeing on that chart, Joel? Uh, I, I wouldn't be buying this one. This has been yeah. too much of a dip, too big of a component to the S&Ps. The S&Ps mm -hmm. are starting to, starting to leak here, getting some selling pressure. I would say if, if you're going to take a poke at this, then you just got to respect the 289. You know, you're saying, okay, I'm buying 291 and it takes me out at 289, then I'm out. Uh, yeah, but that's that's what I was thinking earlier. So uh, it, it seems like the very similar plan here towards the open there. And if, it, and if it got unchanged, you know, if you did pick up a little scalp like that, you know, boom, boom 91, 99, you kind of close kind of weak, even though the market rallied back. So I keep an eye on that closing price, 291.99. Nice outlook there. Let's go to another one here that's been riding high. Carnival Cruise Line. Oh, man. Will they turn this carnival? Will they turn this cruise around? <laughs> we'll see. I mean, uh, is it going back to port or is it uh, still have a couple to embark on? Uh, it seems like it hasn't turned around just yet, but it's definitely showing a little bit of some signs of topping here in the 19. What do you think, Joel? Wow. Two out of three, three out of four, four out of five, five out of six. You broke a little winning streak yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, where you at? You're trading down. I would just be focusing on uh, just anywhere near 19 bucks. I don't think you're going to see uh, your 19.55 yet from Tuesday. Yesterday's high, 19.04. 
1886 close. I think it's one of these scenarios where, you know, someone's nibbling and trying to get out in the 19 handle. And, you know, they didn't get enough of their stock done when it went to 1955, came down to 1904 yesterday. So maybe keep an eye on your New York open book too, uh, to see if, uh, you know, they're starting to, I think you got patient sellers at 19 here in CCL after the nice run. All right, let's go to another one here. Let's keep it going, team. You guys keep throwing up some tickers out there. Let's go to Airbnb. This is one we've been talking about lately. It's been going kind of sideways, a little bit of a pullback recently. I haven't been wanting to go for Airbnb as, as much as I've been wanting to go after, like uh, I've talked about it, Hilton, uh, Marriott. Uh, Hyatt, those seem to be like the ones that I want to go after versus an Airbnb. But what do you see on Airbnb? Yeah, it just kind of feels like you've had a nice run. That earnings rebound here, one uh, trading flat on the session. I just, I think you probably have more people, you know, natural sellers out here. You hit uh, the high of the move just a few days ago. It uh, actually you hit it yesterday. No, nope. uh, I'm looking at the monthly here. Uh, the recent high of this rebound has been 134.27. The closing high of the rebound has been 132.35. So um, even 130, I think, on a, just the weakness in the market. I don't even know if you're going to get a shot at uh, yesterday's high, 129.32. Um, on the downside here, the, the trap minor support at uh, 27.02. And then if you lose that, you got a low at 23 and a half. So looking a little weak, it's hard for me to, you know, when the SPs are, uh, you know, falling out of yeah, bed. Yeah, dropping. Right exactly. I'm, just, I'm giving you more potential sells and potential mm -hmm. buys until, of course, we get to yesterday's low. Uh, first potential stopping point, 1950. One that I'll probably just get hit here out the gate, still not out of it yet, is uh, Oracle. We'll look to see what happens on that one. I was looking to see if this gap can hold. So that's pretty much all I'm holding on on Oracle. What Would do you think about this Oracle it? chart? I mean, why, why not flip it around? You know, you're yeah, no literally the gap down, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's that's a scenario, literally. right? I mean, yeah. hey, you got to use the levels as hey, mm -hmm. well, it's support, but just think about how many. You know, how many times that, you know, support, you, support you until short <laughs> if you would have went long or you got stopped out of a long if you would have went and went short. You got to use those levels both ways. Yep, I, I agree with that. And that's something to look for. We'll see what happens there in Oracle today. OK, how about one more? And then I got to hop. Let's do it. One more here. What's a good one into the chat here? Uh, for solar, uh, PayPal, nah, solar. PayPal, <laughs> PayPal, let's do PayPal. That, that one's a harder chart. Square has been making that move up now, rejecting PayPal's move. Also square just recently pulled back after making a little bit of a peak. It looked like it wanted to go to seventies. It's right back at 64. What do you think about PayPal also turning back around here? Rejected oh, 68, like nineties. Uh, 68, almost 69. You can see it. You there. know what? I'm just like, so this one, I'll just give you the setup on this one. Uh, multiple lows at the 65, 70 area. Um, and that's including yesterday, you're trading above it. So, like this one, like, you know, when I talked to you about other stocks looking to sell, this one, you know, I'm not whooping up on the short side. This thing's already been annihilated, hasn't had much of a rebound. So, I'd be looking. I've been looking more to, you know, try and see if you buy this thing 65 and a half, so, you know, 65 and three quarters, give it a little bit of room. 
Uh, but this one, this one you may find some buyers on. So, all right, Mitch, uh, great right. job here handling me from a remote location. Uh, we're down 12 and three quarters handles, 44, 34 and a quarter. Talk about that old important low from yesterday, 1950. Keep an eye on that. And the bull's got some work to do to get us, uh, get us unchanged. So great job, Mitch. And uh, obviously um, I'm out for the day, but uh, at the close will be, uh, Josh will be there. So everyone have a great day. Thanks for, thanks for being here. All right, Joel's hopping out of here, guys, and I'm going to wrap it up here. We'll get you guys. I, I will let you guys know we do have a company wide quarterly meeting, so we will not be having live trading and we will not be having any show towards the rest of the day. But I'll tell you what. One way that you guys can, of course, keep up with all the trading action, and if you guys want to talk about some live trading action, you guys can always hit me up at MoneyMitchBZ. And, of course, I also have now, it looks like I have a Thread account, of course. So you guys can check out that Thread account. I'll be talking a little bit about my trading action on there. I'm going to be putting up more trading action on Threads. And so if you want to see more of my trading action, of course, hit that link. Give me a follow on Threads. Let's see if we can push that up. And, of course, we'll see what happens towards the market here today. You know I got some swing trades on. We'll see if oil can go through that 102. And I take some money. You guys know I've been talking about that oil trade. I called it on the upside. Now trying to knock it right back down. We'll see what happens. Smash the like out there. We'll see you next time, team, right here on Pre-Market Prep. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. And let us know, what do you guys want to see more or less of on this show? We're always here to go ahead and make improvements. We'll see you guys, like always. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe out there. No start swing trade today at 3 to 4. I'm just going to go ahead and call it a week, guys. Like always, we'll keep working. We'll get to the next level. Got some great special announcements that will be coming next week as I go ahead and try to pivot, bring us some new shows, bring us some new content. Are you guys excited? What do you want to see on this uh, channel? Of course, Benzinga. I'm always here for you guys and always willing to make a new show. Bring somebody else on or bring you guys some more experts. You guys reach out to me. And I'll always listen to the feedback. Mitch at Benzinga.com if you guys want to send me an email. And have a great one at the open. Stay safe out there. It's 9-12. I hope you guys do great. And always a process approach. See you next time right here on the number one place to grow your trading skills, Benzinga.